You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Holy crap, Sam. Ash vs. the Evil Dead was amazing this past weekend. Total nerdgasm. It was everything I wanted and so much more. This is my comic life on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Jeff. Sitting across from me, as always, is... Sam. We want to thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Look us up on Facebook. Just do a search for My Comic Life. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on there are at uh, MyComic underscore life. Okay, Sam. So this past weekend was Halloween. First of all, did you do anything for Halloween? Uh, yeah, I went out and saw my friend who worked at a bar. So you went to a bar for Halloween? Yeah, I went to a bar for Halloween. In costume? Yes, Clark Kent and the Superman. Your I've, go-to costume? I've got quite a story there. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, wait, like story of why it's your go-to? No, story of what happened to me at the bar. Well, what happened to you at the bar? I was, You're the only one with the Halloween story because my Halloween story is came so, home and went to bed. I'm not even at the, like I'm not even in the bar yet. I'm walking up to the bar and for some reason these two cougars are still adopting the naughty costume idea. They look like to be and I'm not judging on, on 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 age here, you know, at anything. But they were twenty to thirty years older than I was. Wow. Okay. And one is a naughty cop with it unbuttoned all the way down to like if she pops out one more button, her bosoms are falling out. Okay. And one's a naughty nurse, and they're outside smoking cigarettes, hammered. And I'm just walking. I haven't gotten into the bar. So what what, what, what time of night is this? It's about eleven. Oh, so you're showing up to the bar late? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say like. Yeah, if it's like 7 o'clock and they're outside already hammered on Halloween, then yeah, those are not people you want to be talking to. So the woman's like, hey there, Superman. You can peek through my friend's skirt if you want to or just hike it up. Oh, my God. And, like, I just kind of turn beet red, and I'm just kind of like, I'm good. Thank you. And she's like, ah, I can already tell. You're a doctor and you're shy. <laughs> and I was like, what? and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I'm like, let's try. Did someone just like <laughs> say that you're a doctor at, in like real life? Yeah, no, it was, it was like the naughty cop lady who was uh, offended that I wouldn't hike up her naughty nurse friend's skirt and take a peek at her gander. And uh, so she was like, I can tell you're probably 32 and a doctor and real shy. And I was like, uh, let's try 30. I work in IT and I'm not shy. I just have manners. She goes, no, you're, you're shy. And then she proceeds to take her baton and just drag it down her cleavage oh for me. God. And I'm just like, I'll see you later and walk in the bar. So, well, Sam, like you could have, you, sounds like, man, like that was easy pickings, man. You could have easily had a magical. Everyone's picked over that. Oh, God, Sam, that's horrible. You don't know these ladies. They can be respected members of the community. <laughs> I don't want to get to know him. Yeah, no. I, so I probably would have passed That was my bone-chilling Halloween story. So, uh, so, but did you once you got in the bar, did you actually have fun? And yeah, no. I had, I had a blast in the bar. It was cool. There was music. and. Did you actually meet someone that you would actually might want to take a gander at? No, I just mainly hung out with my friend who was bartending. Okay, but so... Let's get back to uh, let's get back to Ash because that was the big at least for us I think that was the big thing for Halloween. I got to see it on Friday night. How how'd you do that? Stars was doing an early premiere like they showed Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and then like almost like right at midnight, like eleven thirty or midnight, mm-hmm. they gave a sneak peek of the premiere episode after oh, Army wow. of Darkness. So wow, I watched the end of Evil Dead Two, all of Army of Darkness, and then yeah, I got to follow it up by watching the premiere episode. 
So that, kudos to Stars for doing that because that, 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 that is, was kind of cool. And Bruce Campbell hosted like or like introed every movie and the TV show. Oh wow! And answered questions while credits for like the previous film was rolling. So I mean, oh so 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 like so like Evil Dead ends. They go to credits. Bruce Campbell pops up and he's like, oh. Yes, you tweet I'm, tweet me at this. Use yeah, this I'm, I'm here to answer all your Twitter questions. Also, like a Twitter question would appear, and Bruce would answer it. You know, and that that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is I did I actually had to wait till Monday night to watch it because uh, I I'm using the Stars app on the Xbox, and it just it really is a shitty app to begin with. Yeah, Stars, and, you got to clean up your bandwidth yeah, and buffering. Yeah, you really need to get a more like some better servers. Uh, but so Saturday night is I'm pretty sure the reason why I was having issues was because everyone was connecting and trying to watch Ash. For oh, people. yeah. So I had to watch it the next day. But there's so much hype behind this show there. I, I know there really is. So, OK, so but did it live up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, absolutely. In my opinion, yeah. absolutely. No, I mean, solid eight point nine to a nine in my book. Really, out of, what, out of 10. what are you taking off? The t- what are you taking off for? I thought the side cop story. I mean, like I know they're gonna they're gonna develop it more, you know. Right. But just it kind of slowed things down just a little bit, just a little bit for me. I still loved all the effects in it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was cool as shit. Right, but. right. It's, it's so that that is one thing that I really like about about the show is that they are keeping with the tradition that we're used to seeing in the Evil Dead movies, and that is the practical effects. And that that is what sets it apart for me is like is 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 knowing that now they have the technology where they could really blend the special effects in so it looks more realistic. Knowing that they have that technology and they're still choosing to kind of make it look a little bit more green screeny and to, use prosthetics instead right. of digital effects. Th- that was what was important to me, and that's what that's what made me love the show even more. Was was that they were keeping with that tradition? Is because you know I've said it before on several. I've said it on this show. I've said it on the editing bay and on afternoon delight. Is I I, I prefer practical effects over CGI effects, you know, and that's what they do with this, and that made me so happy. And then I and then I also thought that it was nice. I don't want to say classic writing because. I don't. I, I would while, say you while, could tell Sam Raimi had a strong well, hand right. in this. And, and and what I'm saying is is what I'm trying to say is like is they could have very easily have just recycled a lot of the same jokes and basically the same material from the first two Evil Dead movies and the Army of Darkness movie. And while the script and the way you know while everything was it felt like everything was still written that same style, but like they didn't rehatch it. Yes, they paid homage. To you know the movies, which was amazing, and they didn't overkill that. But you know they they, they could have fucked that up, and they really didn't. And and it really came through, and it and really I, showed. I really loved all the new characters. Yeah, I did all too. All of them cracked me up. Like I loved Ash's store friend, you know, who came up and was like, "I'm gonna cover for you again." Right. I loved that scene when when Ash is explaining to him and like basically summarizing. So that way, if you've never seen any of the Evil Dead or Army of Darkness movies. Is like you know where you're at with the storyline when they were when he was recapping all the events that happened and then images from the <laughs> movies were playing on the uh, warehouse boxes. I thought that was genius. That was my favorite part. I thought it was genius the way Ash read from the book again. That cracked yeah. me up. Well, and 
the reason why it's all happening, their explanation of like, this is why the deadites are coming back to life, and it's because Ash was trying to get some ass. Like that it that that that's okay. Yeah, that that's what's great about Ash is like he's our hero, but we fucking don't want him to be our hero. He's he's you know I'll tell you. He, he, he's not the, great, the greatest dude. No, he seems to be happy being a head box boy at like a sub-rate store. Well, because he living has... Living in a trailer. Because he has seniority. And he yeah. even says in the opening scene, his boss is like, you think you can't get fired because you have seniority? Well, you're kind of right. You know? And, like, that's great. But Ash just seems to be so happy he, just... He's just full of himself. Living in a trailer, he's having the, sex so, every once in a while. He's, he's happy with his life. He knows who he is. You know, is... he's He, he just... He's just kind of he's. Li- I, mean, I don't want to say living the well. He's living Ash's dream. Yeah. That's for damn sure. And so, I th- I thought I thought that they also paced it really well. Is they could have rushed and tried to include too much in this first episode. And I'm happy that th- instead they uh, they took their time and you know like Lucy Lawless. You only see her once in this first episode. Yeah, she says like three lines. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. And so. I'm happy that they aren't rushing her in. That they're taking time to develop the the uh, su- you know the supporting characters and really either a catching you up on where Ash is in his life or b if you're new to the uh, to the series, introducing you as him as a whole and giving a background story you know so that way y- you know where you're at. Favorite moment in the episode is when they paid homage and he did uh, he was in the trailer. And he was the his next door neighbor that he had like. Uh, Let's say yeah, this is th- my favorite. Like he he had been like yeah, oh yeah, if you could just you know do some dishes, empty the wa- the dirty water tank and all this other stuff, <laughs> clean out the septic tank. Get, yeah, get get really in there. Yeah, w- when when she turns into a deadite and he does the whole shotgun uh, bounces comes out of the floor. Yeah, and then just does the classic no look over the shoulder shoot. Okay. That that right there, that's what gave me the chills. Is I was like. Oh shit! Because that that was that was my that's been one of my favorite scenes in all the movies is where he's you know it's army yeah, it's yeah, army of darkness. One, well, first of all, which one is your favorite? Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, or Army of Army Dark- of Darkness? Yeah, mine too. But yeah, no, my moment. The classic rock starts blaring in the background, and he slow motion jumps forward and connects the chainsaw on his hand and starts hacking into his possessed neighbor. I was just like, "Oh, you're back! No. You're back!" No, see, no, it was it was the no look shotgun kill over the shoulder, yeah. right? Because man, that that just gave me chills. So, def- this is definitely going to be appointment viewing. Going to watch this every week, just like I do with uh, with Game Stars of Thrones. Stars has made the first episode, I think, available for download, like for free, anywhere okay. right now, just to kind of get you hooked. So if you're like, I don't know what this is, I don't know if I want to jump. The in problem on with it. Stars is is they don't have a standalone service. Yeah. Is you have to have cable in order to get. You know, if you, I'm, I'm lucky that I have a relative who has it. And I was about to say, is I'm the same way. Is, is is I'm using my brother's login info because you know, stars, stars. I don't. I from what I've heard is they're between HBO, Showtime, and Stars. When you look at them, they are the big three. But of those big three, Stars is on the bottom end. HBO obviously well, on yeah, top, and Showtime's in, in the middle. I mean, Stars is starting to do like original content, and they have a lot they, of no, they, shows no, they, like, they've done yeah, they've, they've done like Spartacus, which was really good. That show just ran. That just had a real like the first season wasn't amazing. Then your lead actor Spartacus gets cancer. Gets cancer, so your second season has to be a prequel to the first season. Then in the process of that passes away, and then 
you just have to go on into a new season and be yeah. like, and here's this brand new guy playing Spartacus that we tried really hard to look like the original actor, but just wasn't it. And then you had Black Sails, which is in the, like its second or third season, right? Yeah, I never really, I tried watching the first season and never yeah. really got into it. Blunt Talk, which I'm hoping gets picked up. I haven't watched any of it. I yeah, need you're talking to. about the Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Is, is I've, I've heard good things about it. And then here's the funny thing is, they did this little show called Camelot based on like the founding of Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table. And it was so popular, they wanted to do a second season, but they hadn't contracted any of their principal actors for a second season. Oh, really? So they all moved on to other projects and couldn't come back to do it. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Stars had this hit show on their hand. A lot like, it was like Camelot kind of done in the same vein as Spartacus was, you know, kind of all get that uh -huh. same blood and violence in there and, and right. sex and everything. But yeah, it was a hit show and also they're like, Oh shit! We could have gotten a season two out of this, but we don't have any of our principal actors wow. locked down. Wow, that's that's funny. Yeah, uh, but they are locking down uh, everyone for Ash uh, for Ash vs the Evil Dead. Yes, because prior to the Halloween debut, Stars announced that they had already renewed uh, Ash vs the Evil Dead for a season two. So uh, Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell will be coming back both. Uh, well, Bruce Campbell will be coming back in both capacities <laughs> as producer and as star. And Sam Raimi is going to be uh, a producer for season two. Don't know if he'll be as hands-on with writing and directing. Yeah. But I we'll, gotta, we'll, we'll see. I admit, Bruce Campbell, I mean, I watched all the fan Q&As leading up to this from like all the cons that mm -hmm. they're premiering this at. And almost at every con, he said, look, this is up to you. He goes, you want this to run five years? You want me up, up on the stage five years from now? You're going to have to be the one to propel this thing and keep it going. He's absolutely right. But obviously the fans have done it because they're getting right. a second season. Oh, and also, uh, even though she hasn't been introduced in the show yet, Lucy Lawless will also be back for yes. season two. So, uh, so <clears throat> great start for, uh, for Ash vs. Yeah, the Evil Dead. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for that. And then I'm also excited for this, this rumor. This hasn't been confirmed, but we See, do. You're excited. I'm kind of disappointed. I really? really wanted to go the other really? way. I'm, I'm excited about this. <clears throat> so, like we said, this is a rumor. Nothing confirmed. No, nothing is being confirmed by Marvel or by Netflix. But there is a rumor, according to, uh, what is this, BGR.com? Uh, yeah, is according, they have an article up there saying, and you have this on our Facebook page, right? I will put it up okay, on our Facebook page. Okay, put this up page. on our Facebook page. That maybe... Uh, maybe Marvel will be nixing the idea of doing a Iron Fist series and replacing Iron Fist with a Punisher series. So as we know, is is Marvel is is doing four shows with Netflix leading up to the Defender series. We already have uh, Daredevil out, and we're Jessica, getting Jessica Jones, Jessica's in a few Jones weeks. coming out. Uh, it, yeah, November twentieth, and then there was going to be a an Iron well. They were assuming an Iron Fist, uh, that was what they had pitched, an Iron Fist series. And then what was the fourth one? Luke Cage. Luke Cage, that's right. So Iron Fist and Luke Cage were supposedly going to be the last two series uh, in in the def in these four series set up Defenders. But as we all know, Punisher is going to make an appearance in Daredevil Season 2. And Marvel apparently was blown away with not only the actor, I forget who the actor is. It's John Berth uh, Berthenthal or okay Berthen from uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. Okay, so Shane from The Walking Dead, he, he's playing Punisher in Daredevil season two. Or Frank Castle. Yeah, what? what uh, 
<laughs> you said he's playing Punisher. Yeah, well, he is. Yeah. He's playing Frank Castle, Frank Castle Punisher. They're the same guy, all right? Uh, so, anyways, he's playing him in uh, Daredevil Season 2, and they really were impressed with him, and they are, are now they're talking about maybe we should turn Punisher into... Well, yes, because a, they, a series. they don't have a script for Iron Fist or an actor. Exactly. And it's coming up real close on, like, you have to start shooting by this date I was or about you're to not going to get a is, series. Is that's the thing is is with these four series is there are several deadlines that they have to hit. And the deadlines for Iron Fist are coming up real quickly. And they are way far behind in, in the pre-production process. So it makes more sense to go with Punisher. Plus, also Punisher right now he's he's kind of he's kind of getting some hot shit. He's getting a second win. Yeah, he had two movies that that didn't do so well. Three. Dolph Lundgren played him in the eighties. Oh, we're not counting that one. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting the. Uh, I got to admit though, the only Thomas thing Jane wrong with then, the Thomas Jane one was your villain, and the script was a little weak. Thomas Jane did a superb job. Right, Thomas Jane did, and then I don't even. Uh, the only thing I remember from the second one was the was uh, the Rob Zombie song because I was working at the radio God, that, station. That was a bad one. Yeah, and they played the shit out of that song. Uh, so Warzone. So, you know. I, and I really think that the Thomas Jane one was better than Warzone. Yeah, so do I. And uh, so, but so you know, my point is not two great movies. And then there's a lot of talk of him about appearing in the Cap Three movie, and then him appearing in Daredevil Two. So he's had a lot, a lot being t- said about him. And I think Marvel is going to try to capitalize on this. Now, once again, just to reiterate. This isn't confirmed by Marvel or Netflix. This is just rumors. Uh, they're ba- aren't they based off of someone's? Uh, this comes from a website called Peel the Orange. That's right. That's right. And for all you people like me who still really wanted to see Marvel kind of you know take a stab at Iron Fist, they're not scrapping the idea. They're thinking about turning it into like kind of like a made-for-TV movie, but a made-for-Netflix movie. Right. Right. And then I think if that gets popular or positive response, I think Marvel would revisit the idea of doing. I can Iron see Fist. that. But and I can see how Iron Fist is hard to bring to TV. Right. But also, Punisher's also the bigger name between the two between the two properties. I know, but if you really want to go with that kind of like, I, I know they're calling it Defenders, but in the comics it was really called Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. It was Iron Fist and Luke Cage who kind of started that whole business and got it up off the ground and running in the comics. Yeah, but when you have like, you know, millions of dollars in production money at yeah. stake is sometimes still, canon kind of goes by the wayside. I still hope seen. Marvel tries, Doesn't mean it's gonna be bad. tries to do an Iron Fist TV series before Punisher. Not that well, I'm not that I don't I mean like I like the idea of, of a Punisher TV series. I do series. too. I, I a, re- a Punisher TV series can work really well. But I just, oh man, Iron Fist is so cool though. Right. Well it, but also is as as we've said is is you're acting as if this is set in stone. Yes, when, I know. When really this is just rumor and hearsay rumor, from yeah. anonymous sources at Marvel or Netflix. Yeah, so so we'll see what happens. Hopefully hey, tell you what, throw it out on our Facebook page. Which would you rather see? An Iron Fist series or a Punisher series? Which one do you want to, you know, see next after, you know, Jessica Jones and maybe Luke Cage? Uh, yeah. 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 Let us know on our Facebook page. Yeah. 
so sticking with uh, with with the small screen is I, I gotta say I I'm upset by this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset at the idea. I'm excited at the idea, but to quote Spock, this is highly illogical, Captain. No, it really is. So uh, CBS is in production for a new Star Trek series that will be coming out in 2017, but. They are only going to show the first episode on CBS. actual CBS stations. Is this is going to be a CBS all access only? This is going to be CBS's uh, Daredevil right, or House of Cards, right? Is is so CBS has a ha- streaming service, right? Is is they are the first major network to do a standalone pay for service like Netflix or Hulu or HBO Now. And let me tell you, I've seen it. You can. It's basically just kind of like classic Viacom-owned, you know, CBS-owned TV shows. Right. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's all their properties. And they are developing this new Star Trek show as a CBS All Access exclusive. They have said that they'll air the pilot episode on the channel to entice people, but then the only way to see follow-up episodes would be to sign up for the $6 a month CBS service. Now, CBS has come out. I was reading this on Comic Book Resource. CBS has come out and said, yeah, we're doing this on purpose. They are basically, the reason why why they are putting this Nobody's on, signing up for their service. Exactly. Is, there, is they're, they're playing to the Star Trek loyalty uh, fan base. Is they are they are going straight after those hardcore Star Trek fans, and they're saying if you want this new canon, you're gonna have to pay six dollars a month for our service. Look, I'm a hardcore Trekker, okay? Like I started watching the movies when I was like six, seen them all a dozen times, can quote them all. I'm currently working my way through Deep Space Nine right now. Mm-hmm. Love Star Trek. This pisses me off. I'm not gonna pay five ninety nine for one series. Here's what I'll do. I'll either buy a well, season but Sam, pass. But Sam, but Sam, you're not just getting the Star Trek series. You're also getting all the classic Star Trek, which apparently they also cited as like pretty much the the main reason why people... I can already get all the classic Star Trek on my Amazon Prime or my Netflix account. Oh, really? Well... Yeah, all the series across the board are already streaming. Oh, I didn't realize that. They, in, in this press release article, they made it sound like... Well, a lot of the people that use our CBS All Access service mainly use it for Star Trek. You know, Those I didn't, people are dumbasses. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize uh, you could uh, you could already get it. I knew you could get Next Gen for a little while on. No, Next Gen, Voyager, Enterprise, They're Deep all, Space Nine, the original series are all on Netflix and Amazon right now. Oh wow! I see. Now, I, I, granted, uh, once this starts and like the contract could, rights come up. CBS could snatch them all back. Wouldn't be surprised. But for right now, you can watch them all. But Sam, but getting back to my point, you're not just paying for Star Trek. You're also getting all the wonderful programming that CBS has to offer, like the big, want... like the Big Bang Theory. And I can already stream that for free from CBS.com. And what else does CBS do? Seriously, I don't know what else the fuck they do. I know Big Bang Theory. Uh, well, I watch Limitless, Scorpion, and NCIS oh. Los Angeles on there. Oh, yeah, and Supergirl. Oh, and Supergirl. Wow, that was really good last night, too. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I mean... I forgot about that show, Limitless, the one based off the Bradley Cooper film. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. It's awesome. Okay, that's, it, but I, lo- I like the movie. Here's what I'm going to do, because the CBS seems to be doing this with all their shows. I'm just going to buy a season pass on, 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 on Apple... 
and just download all the episodes for like 20 bucks and then watch them. Yeah. Now, granted, this is me assuming that CBS will offer a season pass. See, but to They've me... They've offered it with Supergirl and Arrow and everything else so far. To, to me, this sounds like this is them trying to really push for their streaming service and so that they will be much more tight-lit, not tight-lit, but much more stricter on other platforms streaming this. Well, let me tell you this other thing that always happens to these exclusive shows that are, you know... N- only you can access it if you pay this. Guess what? They want to maximize profits, so they will release this on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. I'm pretty sure even Daredevil Season 1 is probably, or at least I know House of Cards and stuff like that are on Blu-ray and DVD yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. No, no. So Netflix, if Netflix can, original shows get DVD yeah. releases. So if you can be patient out there, my fellow Trekkers, just wait for the damn DVD or Blu-ray release. But then you're paying like sixty bucks, seven. I don't know how much a season uh, Blu-ray of a season uh, costs. Like thirty, forty bucks. Really? That's five, still five ninety-nine a month. It's almost going to measure out to be the same damn thing. Yeah, and you'll get more. You'll get more bonus you'll, material. Yeah, you'll get deleted scenes, director's commentary, and bonus content. So, uh, so we'll see how this goes. I kind of also think like you know what? You should just fucking. I am Boycott excited it and just be like, you know, no, because put, put it ex- on your channel. Yeah, put it on your channel. I'm excited that Alex Kirkman, Kurtzman will be executive producing this. He did French and he's worked as a writer on the last two Star Trek films. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's something else that CBS was really uh, was key to point out that the new Star Trek series that they are developing for 2017 will have nothing to do with the Star Trek movies that. It's uh, so fucking confusing, though, then. Why? Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, at the end of Star Trek 1, middle of Star Trek, the reboot, J.J. Abrams reboot, mm-hmm. they destroy Vulcan. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, we'll see how they're going to write it in. They may just completely ignore that fact that, you know, just like, you know, start up. And what was and, great and, about and, the Star but, Trek. But that's the other thing. We don't know. We don't know where in the Star Trek universe they are because in the J.J. Abrams films, this is the origin story of, you know, of Spock and that whole crew. Though, like one of the greatest things about the Star Trek TV series was that they always did clever throwbacks, even certain episode tie-ins to past movies and TV series. Well, Sam, you may not get that anymore. Fuckers. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a possibility yeah. that that you might that you might have to live with. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, Netflix, and gotta say, uh, I know you're excited about this, Sam. I could give two shits. I will admit. I don't watch this show as much as I used to, but I at least watch one episode from every you know season that's been coming out just to see what it's really? like. Really? Because you've been really excited whenever a Rangers showed up at a con. You... Yeah, but those are like the classic Rangers, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sam, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. <clears throat> According to Collider, season 24 of Power Rangers, which will be called Power Rangers Shuriken, and will be, will be based on Japan's Shuriken Sentai Ninninger, series it's a whole mouthful to say which debuted this year will be coming to netflix in a 32 episode run that's longer than most power ranger series get most get a 22 episode run for a season and they move on to a whole new team that's right so so power rangers has been going on since 1993 and recently celebrated a whopping 800 episode as Collider notes, Power Ranger producer Saban's current deal with Nickelodeon, who airs the new episodes, runs through 2016, which would allow the show to move to Netflix after that. So they, so they got, so right now they're they're waiting. So essentially, Netflix 
is just mm-hmm. getting ready for the Nickelodeon deal to be over. Nickelodeon's not going to re re up their I contract. Mean, they could try, and also it looks like Saban's already kind of. Well, he may do what he did with the first season of Power Rangers, which is show the kids morphing and then take the Japanese clips from the TV show and splice them in there. Yeah, I thought that's what they always did. Now, toward later on, they actually started like filming like and biting here in America, but the show was on such a tight budget in season one that he literally just took the Power Rangers like clips from the Japanese show. Right. Whenever they morphed or were fighting monsters, they transformed. Now, look at later seasons, like when Tommy and the White Ranger joins the team. No. They actually start fighting in, like, Angel Grove and stuff like that. But, yeah. But apparently he's going to be basing it off a Japanese series that's already running over there. So, so, so now, uh, but this also won't have anything to do with his movie that's coming no, out, right? No, no, no. The Power Ranger m- reboot movie coming out at Lionsgate will be kind of more based on the original series. They're saying it's going to be a little bit more darker and maybe a little bit more adult. So, hey, we may get a PG-13 rating. Oh, is that dark for power? Yeah, but uh, I'm a little disappointed, though, because uh, they're saying the budget for this thing is going to be about $33 million. For the movie or for the Netflix series? For the movie. $33 million for a movie? You want to know what else had a $33 million budget? Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Doing a little callback to (laughs) the con. Yeah, I was remembering what James, what good old James Marsters said about... uh, how he was expecting a $120 million budget and got a $33 million budget, and that piece of crap came out. Yeah, but... But if you're a Power Ranger fan like I am, it's cool. Netflix already runs all the series on there anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, you can start from there, go to Zeo, to Space, to Operation Overdrive, to RPM. What? Okay. Sure. Shit! Wow, Lost Galaxy. So they only do like one season, and then they like reset everything. Yeah, except for like with the, uh, the group before the current series that's airing right now, they gave them a two season run. But so normally it's one group of kids for for one season. Yeah, for like about twelve 20. to twenty four episodes, depending. Jeez. And then and and then, and then they bring in a whole new team with whole new suits and whole new powers. So each season. So do they continue to build off of each other? Let me tell you, after... Oh my gosh, I'm about to really nerd out here. That is kind of the point of the show, Sam. After Power Rangers Turbo, when they went uh, when they went in space... Yeah, sorry, it was in space, then Lost Galaxy. When they went in space, um, yeah, they started doing one-season shots only from then on. Okay. So from about 2000 onward, it's been a one-shot-and-you're-done style but they often in seasons will have reunion episodes where they'll bring back past Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. How have you had sex? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't show this side of me to anybody. No. Unless I'm at a con. Yeah, okay. I, I really don't know where to take it from there, so can we just talk about this blazing saddles thing? I don't I don't have any smooth transition or any follow up to any of that. Hey Jeff, walk this way. <sighs> Okay, so as uh, uh, as I was saying, is uh, is is we have some uh, we have some news from Mel Brooks's camp. We haven't heard from him in God a while. You know, he's getting up there in age. I think the last thing we heard is that the possibility of a Spaceballs two being made. Yeah, there was a Spaceballs cartoon there for a while. Right, right, but uh, but you know, I th- I think the last time on this show we were talking about him was was the possibility of that, but that was a while ago. But uh, there is some news from uh, his camp, and that is that one of his movies, Blazing Saddles, 
is being turned into an animated movie called Blazing Samurai. And Mel Brooks... Sammy- I can find so many things that should be in that... That allude from that title that are not what this movie is about. Yeah, uh, so Samuel Jackson, Michael Sarah, and Mel Brooks himself, well, uh, all three will be lending their voices to this animated movie. Now, here's like where... This has nothing to do with the samurai that smokes weed and goes kill people, right? Mm, well, I don't know. So uh, so, so here, here we go. Is Well, first of all, it's going to be a family-friendly animated movie, which, like, it's like you're basing it off of... Maybe we'll get a PG-13 rating out of it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but but I, I will tell you this. Mel Brooks, when he does uh, family-oriented comedy, is even though it is family-oriented and safe for kids, is it really is still something that adults will enjoy because he will sprinkle in adult humor that is safe to where if you're old enough, you'll get it. But if you're not, you know, it'll just pass right by you. But so uh, the so here's here's the synopsis of the film. The family-friendly film is set. In a West pitting cats against dog, Michael Sarah will star as a, a young met, a mutt named Hank who longs to become a legendary samurai and save the town of Kag- Kagamocho, I think is how you say it, from becoming the litter box of uh, of the litter box of the world. So Samuel Jackson will be playing the uh, the big warlord cat who likes his catnip a little too much. And him and Sarah are going to be the ones uh, pitting it out against each other, while uh, Mel Brooks will be lending his voice uh, of the for the uh, Shogun to, I believe he is helping guide uh, Michael Sarah. So the fate of Kakamucho. That's how you say it. Kakamucho uh, will be uh, will be in the hands of uh, of Michael. This Sarah sounds and like Mel it Brooks could have a lot of potential to be hilarious, man. But it does. It ha- when it ha- you put family friendly in front of it and Mel Brooks, I just get nervous. Well, and also like when you're like, yeah, my source material, my source material is Blazing Saddles, which, you know, that movie for its time, like the studio refused, originally refused to make that movie. If you look, you know who wrote that movie? Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor was originally set to play the sheriff. But, you know, at the time the studio was like, Whoa! No! 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 We will we will make your movie, but without Richard Pryor in. So that's why they recasted the sheriff. The original Richard Pryor was supposed to be the sheriff. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, he also wrote it with Mel Brooks, which explains a lot of the humor. And that humor in that movie, you know, is is a lot of social commentary, you know, of the time and race relations, and you know now and. Now you're taking it and I mean, you can still you can still have that same moral story, you know, because at its heart, that's kind of what it was. It was like, doesn't matter what color you are, you know, and I have a feeling that that's already the the way they're going to go with this movie. Well, it doesn't matter if you're cat or dog, you know, is but it was just so just the humor and the, the way they did it, it was just so fucking funny i'm proud of them for trying to take something and, uh, well for like taking an existing idea building off of it and kind of making an original idea instead of saying hey we're gonna do a blazing saddles remake i almost rather be like yeah maybe just do that uh no blazing saddles is good enough it's like back to the future it does not ever need to be touched you know they're gonna try to you know fuck with that Bob Gale and Steven Spielberg right smartly hold the rights to Back to the Future, and they both say until the day they die, nobody, it doesn't matter 
Who brings them an idea they will not touch back to the future? Well, that's a plus. That 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 definitely makes me happy yeah. to hear. So, uh, so we'll see how this turns out. Is I gotta say though, is they do have a good, uh, good cast of voices uh, of, of yeah. for the show or for the movie. Is they also have George Takei lending his voice. Uh, you know him, Asif Monvi. Monvi, he was the correspondent on the Daily Show, and then he was just in the brink. Uh, he was the guy that was uh, Jack Black's like uh, assistant, and then also the stand-up uh, comedian. Um, Gabriel Inglesis, you know, uh, Fluffy. Yeah. You know, so uh, they're all going to be lending their voices to it, too. So, uh, like you said, is it has potential. At least, I mean, it's got a, it's got a good I voice hope. cast. It's, it's got, you know, with Mel Brooks being involved in it, you know that, that he's going to have some say in, in the process, of, or at least hopefully have some say in the process of writing and producing it. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't suck. I just... I just love the just adult kinda, humor in it, and I got a feeling Mel Mel Brooks may be like, I meant to write this as a kid film, but after I got done with it, it's just uh, no. There's no way if you you don't say, you know what I want to do? I want to make a kids film, and it's night. It's in it's mid 1970s. Who do I get? Oh, Richard Pryor. No, Sam. No, there's no way. No, I'm talking about this movie. Oh, 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 oh. I thought there, you were talking about the original no, Blazing no, Saddles. No. That they're saying that this is gonna be a kid friendly movie. I can see Mel Brooks starting out with like that intention of being like, oh, I'm gonna write a kid friendly, and all of a sudden, the jokes and the sexual one liners all start flying in there, man. And he's just like, yeah, this is gonna be like a rated R Mel Mel Brooks comedy. That that would that would be funny. Uh, okay, so and then finally tonight, uh, see here we have uh, we haven't seen a uh, a a Cap uh, a Captain America preview yet, and we may not see one until the release of force awakens uh, because right now the big rumor is that the cap that uh, disney is waiting for force awakens uh to release the captain america 3 trailer that it will be in that reel right before the movie sorry so wait so, what yeah i know what the fuck what is the hand signal because you're off if you're trying to correct me on episode numbers of star wars you're wrong because he held up six. No, it's episode seven. You're right. No, I know, but you held up six, and I was like, "No, Sam, that doesn't make sense." Episode seven, Force Awakens. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to the tape. You just fucking threw me through a loop, man. Like, whoa, I was on a roll, Sam. Uh, so, god damn it, Sam. God damn it. So, some pictures were uh, were tweeted of uh, uh, for. Uh, w- what what am I trying to say, Sam? I'm the trying director's to get back on track Twitter so account released you. two pictures. One picture was of Captain America esque stars next to a vintage Star Wars poster. Okay, this is leading speculation on the web to believe that yes, Captain America Civil War trailer will be aired before Star Wars Episode Seven Force Awakens this December. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. God damn, Sam, you made that way hard for me than what it should have been. So, so we'll 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 see if there's any uh, any uh, any truth to this rumor. I, I I would hope so. Is I'm I'm ready to start seeing uh, Cap three uh, trailers. Is what? Oh nothing. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I, I'm just I'm leading into into new releases right no, now. No, you're not because oh. we haven't talked about the six billion dollar oh man god. yet. Oh my god! Oh my god! This I is why I was flashing six because you're like less story, and I was like, no, fuckhead, we got oh one more to god. go. I told you're absolutely right. Fuck, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. <laughs> Ignore my subtle signals next time and just oh, 
fuck. All right. All right. So, yes, Sam, you're absolutely right. That is my fault. My fault. I, I was just, trying to subtly signal you because you said last story, and I was like, not happening. I know, but when I say last story, and you're like six, I'm like, no, we have I was just more hoping that that six. would just trigger something, but oh well. No, it did not, because I, I instantly thought you were correcting me on my episode numbers, and I was like, Sam. I know that this is not episode six. I know this for a fact. Okay. And y'all can time it. This is the part where the episode went off the rails. It is absolutely true. You are absolutely okay. right, Sam. So, Mark Wahlberg is starring in a six... Well, in the 70s was the $6 million man, but <laughs> adjusted for inflation nowadays. Yes, I really like that they've done that. <laughs> yeah. It is now the $6 billion man. Mark Wahlberg will star right, in... Sam, it, sorry. You don't have to keep yelling it at our at our listeners. It is announced that it will be released in December of 2017. I think this is a bad idea. I think you should really build this for a summer blockbuster and yeah. not a Christmas no, movie. No, 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 no. Is, is, Christmas... This is... This Star is, Wars, you can sell at Christmas. Star Wars, you can sell at any time yeah, of the year, yeah. really. But, you know, this is the time of year where... Okay, this is where you release like the wholesome like wholesome family exactly, movies. Exactly, exactly. Like you, this is like a, a March, April, maybe mid July when nothing's coming out style right. film. That's when you capitalize. You're like, hey, it's hot in the summer. Well, Come see the six billion dollar man. Right, because you know, going and seeing. I'm assuming that this is going to be an action movie. Oh yeah. I mean, they, unless you're going to play it spoofy, kind of like Starsky and Hutch did. Yeah. Which, uh, well, I don't think they, mm, I don't think they would try to do that. Is uh, I mean, they're they're because they're keeping they're keep, they're trying to keep. Yeah, it's still going to follow the same storyline of Steve st- Steve Rogers, a man who gets injured in a in a top secret mm, government accident. Really, Steve Rogers, Steve Austin, shit. <laughs> yeah. I got my I got my Steve's mix up. Yeah, you Steve do. Austin, who gets injured in a secret government experiment, and then they rebuild him better, faster, stronger. And he comes back to be the six billion dollar man who fights crime. Yeah, so I would. I mean, I think you, I think six million dollar man was before our time. A, yeah, I mean, like it's supposed to be like one of those classic shows that everybody's supposed to kind I mean, of go we, back and watch and enjoy. I was about to say, like, I don't even think we got it in reruns. Yeah, I've never seen it in reruns. I haven't either. I've never seen it listed and being on in reruns. Yeah, and, the six million dollar man aired in nineteen seventy four. Jeff, that's almost that's eleven years before you and I were born. Yes, yes. So uh, definitely before our time. So. I gotta say is okay. I think it's funny that, like I said, that 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 they're changing it up for inflation value. But this, I mean, this Mark, is Mark Wahlberg, an action movie. You kind of already got me sold. I mean, really, the Italian job that's that sniper movie he was in. Oh yeah, that sniper movie that I can't remember the name because it's definitely not Sniper because that's Tom Berenger. No. Uh, do you mean Lone Survivor? No, there was one with him. And oh, Shooter. Shooter. Yeah. Shooter. Yes, and then there's Lone Survivor. The dude does some cool action movies. He, yeah, he does some cool action movies. I don't know if you would say they're quality action movies. The Italian job? Oh, really, Sam? We're kind of stretching far back, aren't we? Like, almost, when did that come out? 2001? 2000? 2000, 2001. Okay, so we're stretching back 14 fucking Shooter. years. Shooter was quality action. All right. Sure. Agree to disagree. I can't say anything about Lone Survivor because I didn't see that one. But uh, shoot. I haven't seen it either. But shoot. Oh, so you can't say it's good either. Just like I can't say it's shit because I haven't seen it. You can't say it's good and that it's quality action. Is Yes, it's an action film, but uh, you don't know that. I was going to throw out Pain and Game, but that's more of a dramedy. I didn't see that one. That's more of a dark is, comedy. Is that the one with him and Denzel? 
No, that's no, that's that's two guns. Okay, this... Pain and Gain was him and The Rock. Oh wow, really? I didn't even notice that. I didn't even see that. One. Yeah. So uh, okay, so six million dollar man. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'll wait for the first yeah. trailer, but I'm kind of already excited. Okay, I uh, got anything else on this? Nope, that's it. All right, now can we move on to? Uh, yes, now we can now, move on. Now is it time for new releases, Sam? I, I think so. Okay, great. All right, this is part of the show where we let you know what's new in comics and new in theaters. Uh, as always, Sam, you start things off with uh, with Marvel and DC. Although I heard you were looking at a third comic website today. Are, are you? Stick- I was. I've been recently reading some editions from independent publishing, but uh, I didn't independent see independent works. Sorry, independent works, but I didn't see anything on their site that grabbed my attention. This All right, week. so so no IDW. So no. just 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 sticking with Marvel and uh, and uh, DC. DC. All right, and of so course, what do you got? Uh, first one off. This this is for you, Jeff. Always, I'm always thinking about you, Jeff. Here, fucking should be, buddy. We have the relaunch of Deadpool. He's back alive. Deadpool number one, written by Jerry Duggan. Uh, I mean. Swing. Yeah, I would say I would say second, yeah, second to third best uh, Deadpool writer. Did you say Posehn was better than Duggan? No, no. I would say I definitely say number one would be Joe Kelly, and then a tie between uh, Duggan and uh, Bun for uh, for second and third place. All right. He's annoying. He's dangerous. He smells terrible, but the public loves him. That's right, the Merc with the Mouth may make money for missions of murky morality, but he's become the most popular hero in the world. Eat that, Spidey. The world belongs to Deadpool. The fan-favorite team of Jerry Duggan and Mike Hawthorne return to bring Deadpool into his most successful adventures yet. Deadpool number one. Super excited. I'm going to look... Okay. I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. I may be one of the few ones, Uh, but... Uh, Marvel is rolling out Hercules number one. Still going strong. The world's first superhero decides it's time to get back in the game, protect the innocent, defend the world, and generally remind everyone why he set the mark for heroism in the first place. Make way. Hercules is back. The greatest son of Olympus is thrown into a fight against threats, ancient and modern, and Hercules demonstrates that a legend no matter how strong he is, survives on his experience and his ability to move with the times. Uh, okay. The, I, 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 I've never, <laughs> I, I've yet to really see a, a, an adaptation of Hercules that like has like really grabbed me and been like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I saw, I saw the Rock's portrayal of it. Yeah. You liked it, didn't you? It was better than the Kellen Lutz portrayal I saw. Okay. So, all right. But Kevin Serbo's still my Hercules. Yeah, I did. I don't know something. Something about that '90s show. I even did. even now, watching it with like the cheesy effects. I did. Yeah, anyway, it was. It Not was even me. Disney's Hercules was as good as Kevin Serbo. I mean, just go read the book, then, Jeff. Okay. It's got uh, a lot of pictures <clears throat> in it. No, it's oh. it was written in ancient Greek times. It's gonna so they had art. I a believe a lot of words. I believe. Oh, yeah, all right, never mind. You lost me at that. Sorry, I'll find you a pop-up book of Hercules. That would be sweet. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate that. All right, moving on over to the pages of DC. We've got Green Arrow number 46. Now, Jeff, let's see if you can pick up on any of the references that maybe the person who wrote this description was channeling. All right, I got gotcha. you. 
The city of Juarez has been overrun by Jefe and the skeleton cartel. He plans to sacrifice to he plans a sacrifice to honor the Day of the Dead. Can Green Arrow and Tarantula really stop an army of darkness, or will they simply become his first victims? Shall I start? <laughs> Episode one of Ash vs. Evil Dead was called El Jefe, and then they make an army of darkness reference right here. Not, it's, it's not terrible, but good job, DC. Wait a way to plug Ash right there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, th- and finally, this is a series that I'm reading on the DC side, so I'm going to talk about it. All right. We got Green Lantern 46. Before he can discover why the Green Lantern Corps disappeared and left him as last hero standing, renegade Hal Jordan must stop the fabric of the universe from crumbling. He'll need the help of two of his greatest foes to do it, Relic and Black Hand. So basically, Hal Jordan kind of like stole a glove from the Green Lanterns after being kicked out of the Green Lanterns, so now he's got a green glove. Uh, the universe is unraveling. The Green Lanterns have disappeared. Hal can't understand why or where they've gone to. And now he's got to try to fix a basically a giant hole, kind of Doctor Who-esque, a giant hole in the universe before he can get back to searching for the Green Lanterns. Okay. I don't know why you always look at me like I have something to say after that. Read to find out. Okay. I Just stop looking at me because then I feel obligated to say something. All right, Jeff. I'm kicking it on over to you, buddy. Okay. Uh, so we got, uh, we got two new releases from uh, Image this week. Is uh, First up is... Uh, is we have issue number one of Monstrosis. Is so, here we go. Uh, steampunk meets kaiju in this original fantasy epic for mature readers. As young, I'm gonna go with Micah. Is how you say her uh, say their name. Uh, Micah risks everything to control her uh, physic link with a monster of tremendous power, placing her in the center of a devastating war between human and otherworldly forces. The adventure begins in a spectacular triple size issue with 66 pages of story and no ads. For f- so, uh, Monstrosis 66 pages. One. This is a big thing. Is this coming out of Image again? Yep. Image yep. always does this. We're like, we're going to tease you with like a really cheap book that's really long and really good. Yeah, and it's five bucks for it's a it's a five dollar issue. So I would assume then when it gets down to like a normal size issue, it it's probably going to be two ninety nine or three ninety nine. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, Monstrosis number one for all you kaiju fans and steampunk fans out there. And now here's one that uh, that I am actually really kind of interested in. I'm probably going to pick this up. Is uh, Citizen Jack number one, a horror comedy for anyone who hates politics. Every presidential candidate has a skeleton in their closet. Jack Northworthy worships the devil. A scandal-plagued small-town politician... Jack should in no way be president, but he's got a secret weapon. Marlick and Spike. All right, I think that's how you say it. Marlin Spike, a uh, malevolent demon uh, of high ambitions. Together, they're running for president in an outrageous campaign that America will never forget. So a politician is running for presidency, uh, and he's got a demon on his side as his, uh, as his running mate, it sounds like. Or at least campaign manager behind the scenes telling him what to say. This is going to be a fucking dark political How comedy. Is any different from what we're seeing right now? <laughs> what in what realm are you talking about? In our current political <clears throat> realm. No, that's ex- I think that's exactly it. Is uh, so uh, so this is coming out uh, today, and I believe 
No, I thought this one was also a uh, a uh, special issue. Oh, sorry, it is. It's a di- diabolical extra size first issue. So uh, there you go, Sam. Kind of proving your point that that image image does first this. taste is cheap. Second one's gonna cost you. No, no, you know they they're they're just trying to get you hooked. Uh, other Marvel releases that are coming out this week that uh, at least I know I'll definitely be picking up is The Humans number 9, Nailbiter number 17, Rasputin number 10. Uh, so definitely also going to check those out. All right, now moving on over to the what? You mean image releases, not Marvel releases. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. What am I saying? Thank you, Sam. Image releases. All right. Coming out this week in uh, theaters is first up, uh, we have uh, this one. Uh, I'm su- surprised this actually seems like it'd be more of an artsy film with limited release but i haven't heard much about it but it sounds interesting is uh spotlight starring mark ruffalo and michael keaton and uh rachel mcadams oh gosh this is really good yeah the tr- i saw the trailer for this have you i haven't watched the trailer yet the true story of how the boston globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up within a local catholic bleh, local catholic archdiocese uh shaking the entire catholic church to its core so this is this is the first story of uh, of what led to all those uh, child abuse uh, uh, charges in the yeah. Catholic Church. So and then moving on over to the lighter side of things is we have the Peanuts movie. I can't. I feel like I just started seeing advertisements. I know. For this. Like I feel like that that they were really late with their marketing. That or it, I think it's gonna lose. I think you should have released this during Thanksgiving. Not yeah, definitely. Yeah, is like I feel like you should have waited. Um, uh, you know, at least till Thanksgiving, if not the week after. But so uh, we have the uh, we have the Peanuts movie. Snoopy embarks upon his greatest mission as he and his team take to the skies to pursue their arch uh, anim- uh, arch nemesis. While the while his best pal Charlie Brown begins his own epic quest back home, so it looks like they're splitting up Snoopy and and Charlie Brown. Well, Snoopy's got Woodstock. That's true, but then who's who's Charlie Brown have? His friends to kick him while he's down. I know. I always had an issue with that. I like. I just. As a kid, I could never watch it just because I got so frustrated and just like, why, why doesn't he do something? He was just, just hit her back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I know that's wrong, but every fucking year she takes the football away. All right, don't hit her back. Just when just, she walks away, throw it at the back of her head. Th- I, th- I think there was like, I think there, I think Family Guy did did something one year where they did a cutaway and she took the ball and he just fucking loses it and they're like and usually like either starts yelling at her or escalates it to something else but it was, it was funny okay and then uh finally the big one which will probably win the box office this weekend uh that is the new james bond movie uh specter is now i'm saying yeah you're saying it right okay specter it's not spelled like that. It's spelled all weird like. Anyways, a cryptic message from Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover a sinister organization while M battles political forces to keep Secret Service alive. Uh, Bond peels back the layers of the... De- uh, of the d- bleh. Bond peels... Believe it or not, folks, I actually do read these before I get it. I <laughs> I didn't get... Uh, before we start this... Uh, Bond peels back the layers of the decrypt uh, to reveal the terrible truth behind Spectre. Daniel Craig, Christopher Waltz are uh, standing in, the, are starring in this. 
I've n- I haven't been a huge fan of the Daniel Craig Bonds. Is like oh, I love him. He's my second favorite Bond behind Connery. Yeah, uh, I'd have to say Connery, uh, Pierce Brosnan. No, it goes Connery because just because Goldeneye was so good. It goes Connery, Craig Brosnan for me. Those are my top three Bonds. Yeah, definitely not Roger Moore. Roger Moore was just kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't think he was the best Bond. I didn't think he's the best Bond. Uh, all right, Sam, you got anything for, uh, oh, shit, I forgot. I do. All right, what do you got? Sci-Fi is ordering a series based off the Van Helsing movie starring that starred Hugh Jackman. Only this time it will be the daughter of Van Helsing will be taking up the family business of slaying monsters and solving mysteries. Huh. Which I know I just described Scooby-Doo to you right there, but still. Pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah. I had something, and then I literally fucking forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot yeah, what my I, oh, shit, I, I forgot was exactly. going to be. Exactly. It's like, it's like, I don't need to write it down. It's because it was like a real quick story, but I can't remember. So uh, hopefully I'll remember. Well, here, uh, Jeff, I'll cover you. Okay. You, oh, you have two? Yes. Nicole Kidman is now reported as set to star in the Wonder Woman movie next to Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Okay. So she hasn't really done a superhero film since Batman Forever. Was she? Oh, yeah. And now she is going to be appearing in the Wonder Woman film. Okay. Well, there we have it. All right. You got any got anything else you want to throw in a third one? No, that's it. All righty. Then that's going to do it for this week's episode. We want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for My Comic Life in the search bar. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at My Comic underscore Life. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and comment on the show. That really helps us out. And while you're doing that, check out all the other great Next Wave radio shows on iTunes. Just do a search for Next Wave Space Radio, and they'll pull up all of our shows. They'll pull up us. They'll pull up the guys over at MVP. They talk about sports. A lot of wrestling talk this past week. They had a lot of info about the independent uh, Dallas wrestling scene, so we want to check that out. Then we also got the editing bay with uh, Joe and Joel. This week, I believe they – oh, yeah, they talked about one of their oh – God, like – one movie that they just constantly were drooling over. Uh, this week they talked about a Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Great movie. Uh, great, yes. So underrated. It really is. It really is. So uh, check them all out. Rate and comment all on all of them. And uh, tell your friends. And uh, if they say I don't have an iOS device, tell them they can check us out on Podcast Republic and Podcast Addict. All right. So until next week, Sam, go ahead and sign us off. Ditch the herd. Be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.